Hey everyone, I hope this finds you well um, and surviving motherhood well. So, um, yeah, I wanted to start this episode because I've personally had a lot of questions and I see a ton of questions online about being induced, which I feel like is nobody's ideal way of giving birth. Nobody plans, I personally did not uh, plan on being induced, but. I find it happens a lot. And so, yeah, I wanted to go through that because I think a lot of people are worried about it. But I had a super positive experience. And so maybe this story, if you're about to be induced, will make you feel a little less stressed. Um, so I had a super um, easy pregnancy. If you go back and listen to past episodes, yeah, it was the pregnancy super super easy. Um, I had the worst thing was like a back pain. Uh, so that was pretty easy. But when we got further and further along the last month or so, my OBG started warning me that we might have to induce and I kept avoiding that. And I was telling Nemo, like, I don't want that. Da, 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 da. And I was honestly super nervous about it because I've had other friends induced and it is very intense and so I understand why nobody really likes it um, but for me I guess I just kind of viewed it that once I once I got over it um, that it was birth is not an easy experience anywhere you look at it so I was just kind of going in open-minded and I'm a first-time mom, so I've never given birth prior, so I didn't really know what to look forward to anyway. So the only really, really daunting part was making an appointment. So we made the appointment. My OPG did not wait for anything. They were really worried that Jude was going to be really big. So that was their excuse to induce me, but I really think that they just like to know when people are going to give birth. I really think that's just what it is, but it happened. So we went to the hospital and they check you in and, you know, we get to maternity ward and I was really lucky slash kind of, kind of weird, but, um, they ended up putting us in the, um, the specialty unit of where they they had the the high risk moms where I was not a high risk mom but they had no high risk moms there and so I had like a whole ward to myself which was really great so literally it was just us and a nurse and we would be able to call her whenever we wanted Nima literally just was able to like walk out the door and be like nurse and she'd come which I know that's not a normal situation when you're at a hospital. So we had that. And so we started with those little empty pills. They're not totally empty. They just have like a little bit in them. In my hospital, they didn't do the, the vaginal one that they put something up you. We did not do that. Um, so we started with the pills and the pills literally threw me into an insane amount of labor. When I got to the hospital, 
I was one centimeter. And when, I don't know, maybe it took about, um, I would say about six to eight hours later, I was five centimeters. And so it went really quite fast. And it was, so I feel like we all see the movies and we're like, you see the movie like Knocked Up is a great example of when you see her give birth and she's screaming and, you know, animalistic in, in that regard. Mine wasn't like that. It was very, very, um, like the worst period cramps you've ever had in your life. And they would just come and then go. The only downfall of induction is they come and go really fast. So they don't go very fast, actually. So we would have, you know, um, contractions every minute or so. And so we didn't get the gradual, you know, ramping up to it. It was just like, hey, here's a ton of contractions for a very long time. And I took... They, they give you those pills every four hours. So I got two of them and that basically did it. So I'm pretty sure I was already in light labor for days before because the, the period cramps were with me prior. So I think it was coming on its own anyway, but the... The medicine for induction definitely threw me into it. It wasn't peptosin because it was the little pre, pre-induction medicine. Um, I'll find the name and I'll put it in the link. Um, but anyway, so now to, to this experience, there is one thing that I totally learned and I would never do again is my OBG said which I heard in all my birthing classes, the complete opposite, but my OBG said it. So I was like, screw it. It can probably work. So my family was coming because they live across country. So they came for the birth. So they came like the day before. And then we all decided before I went to the hospital, because my appointment was something like four in the afternoon, we went to a breakfast slash like pancake house thing here in Los Angeles which is a really good one but it's like one of those ones that gives you like 18 pancakes so um we ended up having a very large meal there and then if you got induced you totally know where this is going um or in general if you ate before you gave birth you're going to know where this is going so then we get to the hospital and you know, my contractions and everything are there, but I'm not like dying. Like I said, it's like bad period cramps. It's not comfortable, but it's not terrible. And then we're like, screw it. Let's get um, delivery to the hospital. So we ordered Chinese food and I had fried rice. And uh, as soon as I ate that fried rice, I still, you know, was having intense contractions and they just you know got more and more intense and I started puking I'm not sure 
I'm pretty sure I was puking because of the pain. And I know that sounds very scary, but it was like, I didn't even know. I couldn't even tell because like the pain was so intense, but it wasn't like I was dying or like anything intense to that. I don't know. It just really wasn't what I was expecting. So, um, yeah, I ended up puking seven times during, um, during the whole laboring process. Um, the most painful part for me was not the puking or the contractions. I had a bad IV, um, that they put in and it just wasn't comfortable. So I was just annoyed by that the whole time instead of the contractions. Um, so like getting up and going to the bathroom was a pain in the ass. And you know, by nine months pregnant, you go to the bathroom every two seconds. So contractions don't stop that. <laughs> so we were going to the bathroom. And so I just, um, this experience really, um, me and Nima have always been pretty close. I mean, I would consider her my best friend. Um, but this definitely birthing with your significant other obviously is a very um bonding experience so he would help me go to the bathroom and it just was like just a lot so by the time and I'm so I'm kind of a pain in the ass and I really wanted to wait I knew I was getting an epidural I was not shy about that epidural I am very pro epidural if you don't want an epidural good for you but I love epidurals and modern medicine was that it was made for people like me so I got halfway through I was like I don't want to get an epidural prior to five or six centimeters because I heard in the classes that it could slow down the the birthing process and all of that so I just wanted to hold out as long as I could. They will give you an epidural earlier if you want it. And I totally understand why people would want it. Um, but I wanted to hold out. So after my seventh time of puking, me and Nemo were both like, um, maybe, maybe we should, um, check and have the doctor come and check. Correction, nurse come and check. So the nurse came in and did a pelvic exam for me and told me, you know, oh, you're five. So then I was like, okay, cool. So I peed one last time in my private little ward. And then I was like, take me down. I want to go get an epidural. So they took me down to the actual maternity birthing room and into the room where I actually gave birth. Um, and, you know, they don't mess around. They get a anesthesiologist. They're pretty quick. I had to wait like 20 minutes, maybe not even to get an epidural. And, um, so in that, this is not, so if you're squeamish at all, fast forward a little bit, um, because my epidural situation was not fun, um, the so my husband is from Iran and the anesthesiologist was also from Iran so we are like okay we're gonna set up and we had a new nurse in the the new ward and she was really great um 
and my biggest fear <laughs> my biggest fear I almost didn't get an epidural only because I did not want a catheter in my whole life I never wanted a catheter they scare the shit out of me I don't know why just the idea of it literally makes me want to die so I knew getting an epidural I needed to get the catheter so the woman I told her I I'm more scared of the catheter than the epidural and she was like that's so silly don't so she ended up doing the catheter it was a breeze um and then on to the epidural so you know we did the one that you lay to your side um I know there's other positions you can do but I laid on my side and um Nima and the nurse were on my front side and the anesthesiologist obviously was on my back. And so we, the nurse and Nima, Nima's holding my hand and the nurse is like patting my leg and it's like, it's okay, it's okay. Da -da -da -da. The anesthesiologist is like, okay, there's going to be like a little pinch here and you're going to be good. So the pinch happens and they start to put the little tube in between yeah so it goes in between your little sp vertebrae spine things so they start putting it down and I can just feel it hitting each vertebrae and I'm telling them like hey this really hurts like um it hurts really bad um I can feel them and then I'm starting to like squeam and you know squirm and you're not supposed to do that when somebody has a large needle in your back it's frowned upon so you know I'm like no this really 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 hurts it hurts it hurts it hurts so finally he takes it out and you know when they do this it's blind so they like tap you a little bit but there's no real way of knowing the perfect spot for it so it's a solid guesstimate. So he takes it out and then we start the whole process again. Um, and this time he does it in the proper area, which is great. Um, and then he gets it in, did not hurt. And I could not feel every vertebrae in my back while he hit them. So that was like not a pleasant experience. However, once it was in and done and everything, I could not stop convulsing. <laughs> So I was shaking the whole time and Nima is a solid worrier and he was worrying so intensely. I think he was more concerned with that than the fact that I was like actually giving birth. He kept coming over and being like, are you okay? Because they kept telling me to like sleep for a little bit and to like rest. But, you know, that's not really a time that I felt restful. <laughs> um, so... Nima kept coming over and being like, are you okay? Because you're still shaking. And then the nurse was telling me like, yeah, that's totally normal. Da -da -da -da. And it is totally normal um, to shake. And it was just really weird. It was like shivering without a reason for shivering. But it had no contraction feeling. You could have chopped my leg off and I wouldn't even known. It was great. Um, me and my epidural... I don't even care that they did the fuck up first because it was totally worth it. You could have messed up twice and I still would have sent like, D do it. 
Um, so yay to the epidural. Then, you know, at the point that I had my epidural, I, my water still didn't break. Um, and, but the, the nurse kept coming in and was like, wow, like this is progressing pretty fast. Um, so they, you know, checked me and they're like, wow, like the head's basically right there. The water is going to pop any second. Like you're just waiting for it. So they put me on my side and put a pillow between my legs and she walked out of the room and Nima wanted to go to the bathroom because, you know, he's been stuck with me for all of this, you know, by this time, it's probably like nine hours or so. So he wanted to go to the bathroom and so we went down to go to the bathroom and once everybody left me alone in the room, my water broke. So I texted Nima and was like, hey, uh, my water just broke. You got to come back. And so literally from that, it just went really fast. Um, I remember them calling my OBG and they were like, hey, Kate, Kate's like going to give birth pretty soon. I remember it being like six six o'clock in the morning and they were like yeah this is gonna happen soon and I'm like oh wow that's cool so um yeah we called the well they called the LBG and she was like Kate no we're she's not supposed to give birth until like the afternoon because they expected this process to go way longer because I was only one centimeter and it turns out that it went very very fast for me so, um, you know, they called her and was like, nope, she's definitely, definitely about to pop. So you should, she should come here. So luckily she lived very close to the hospital. She said, cool, I'm going to brush my teeth and I'll be right there. And she brushed her teeth, grabbed a coffee and came. And within her walking in, they were, they told me that I should do practice pushes with the nurses and everything just to know like what the hell I was supposed to do and we didn't even have time for that it was literally just like she walked in and it was like okay we're gonna do this and I was really lucky because I had three friends that we were all pregnant you know and they were all um you know uh I live in LA and there's like no other friends here in LA that are pregnant or got pregnant or anything like that so they were all Instagram friends and you know, Lucia, ooh, is a past episode where she's brilliant. And then I have my friend in New York and then another friend. Um, so we, I was the last to give birth. And so I already talked to the girls and they were kind of gave me like some pointers. And like some, one of them was very funny. And she said, you know, just push like you're about to poop. Like you really are pushing it out. And the funny part was, is I couldn't feel a damn thing because of the epidural. So I was just like hoping that I was pushing right. And luckily, I mean, the doctor came and I only had to push for like 25 minutes where I know that's super lucky, but that was just, you know, that's what happened. So, um, it was an amazing experience though, because this is why I really love the epidural. So it was a really um, casual and non-stressful situation 
when I was actually pushing and giving birth to Jude. So they would tell me that I was having a contraction because I wouldn't feel it. Um, so they would be watching the monitors and be like, oh, you're having a contraction. You got to push now. So I would push and I was just hoping I was doing it right. And I would push. And then, um, you know, once the contraction stopped and they stopped counting to like 10 or whatever, they'd be like, okay. And then we would just have a full blown conversation. By the time I was giving birth, I was already close to my OBG because I saw her too much. So I was really close to her and Nemo was close to her. We all had a good relationship. So I would just push when they told me. And then once I stopped pushing, we would all just pick up our conversation to where it was. And so it was really nice. Like it was like a really laid back experience. It wasn't like, like the movies when you see them laboring very hard. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. So I was happy that we got that epidural. I know a lot of people don't. And Los Angeles particularly does not like epidurals. And I am one of them that do. So, you know, we, we push, 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 push. 25 minutes-ish, you know, Jude came out. And it wasn't bad. Now... My least favorite part of giving birth was then you have this magical experience where you have the baby on you for the first time and it's just very, very intense and beautiful and wild. Um, but at the same time, you still have to get the placenta out. And so, <laughs> oh, this is, it's, it's so funny. So, I'm laying there and I have Jude on me and, you know, Nima's with me and he's like, oh my God, like the baby and, you know, looking at me and the baby and it's a lot. It's like the start of our new family. And I'm going, ow, ow, ouch. Then Nima looks down and you can, so, you know, when you have the cute little kicks and you can like see the foot or the hand or whatever. Yeah, this was the last one that I had because it was my OBGYN in her hand up my vagina, knee deep, not knee deep, sorry, <laughs> elbow deep up my vagina, grabbing the placenta and pulling it out. That, my friends, not fun, not fun at all. My mom was telling me when she gave birth, they would like push on it and so you would like birth it. Well, apparently they like skipped that whole process and now just go in and like cat grab that shit out. It hurt. That, that I felt, that I felt. I don't, I did not feel the baby coming out. I did feel my OBG, um, you know, up to her elbow in me. Didn't like that. After you had all of those internal exams at the end that is like the cherry on top and like the worst one so no that wasn't fun I was you know it was really hard because mentally I'm like holy shit like here's Jude and it's amazing and then also I have somebody inside of me still so I'm like just please get out I'm just I, I want 
I want all of this back, please. I want my lady parts back now. So um, that was like a, a less than fun experience, that part. But really, the birthing experience, I would literally, I was like, I'll do that again. That that was great. I'll totally, that part's not the scary part. It's the taking the kid home part that's the scary part. Because um, that's a whole whole lot of stuff. And then the actual staying at the hospital, we stayed two days. And the two days were wonderful at the hospital because you have the nurses. And like I said, Nima's a huge warrior. And I think it was really great for him to have um, the support system of the nurses. So if he had any questions or anything, he would like call them, even though he would get really pissy if they didn't come fast enough. Um, because you know, it's, it's an intense situation and you have a new human that you didn't have a few hours ago and now you have to take care of it. So it's like a, a really big thing, but, um, you know, we had started breastfeeding then and cause I also knew I wanted to go down, down that path and, so it was nice. We had the lactation person come in and our first lactation person didn't help us that much. Um, and we took, we took the lactation class with her and we didn't like her. Um, however, I do have to say if you do want to go down the breastfeeding path, which I mean, it's, it's a choice and it's like a huge commitment and a lot of time and totally not for everyone. Um, if you do want to go down the breastfeeding journey, I do absolutely 100% suggest taking a breastfeeding class prior to giving birth because I think for me, I had my mom who is a nurse and so she told me, you know, all the logistics and all of that behind it, but taking a class though it does not properly prepare you for it because nothing totally can. Um, it gave me a better general idea and feeling of what we were going to be looking at as far as that. So I think like taking the breastfeeding class totally gives you a more realistic idea of what breastfeeding is going to be because it's, um, nothing like you've ever done. It's, it's a lot. Um, it's hard and beautiful and painful only in the beginning. Um, and absolutely wonderful, great for the baby and free. Um, but there is a lot of struggle that comes with it. And like I said, it's not for everyone. And if you're going right back to work after that, like I don't know how people pump that whole time. Like I hats off to people that pump when for their baby that's at home. So I don't, I don't know how you do that. But anyway, I really think people should take a breastfeeding class if, if you want to try to do that because yeah, it's just a lot that I think we don't know because we don't have to do it before. The same with the, the birthing class, like me and Nima, took, you know, I took every class that was available because I, you know, I'm an only child. I don't, I don't know anything about babies or 
humans or anything. <laughs> so I knew I needed to take take classes to figure out a few of the logic, the you know, the logistic part of things. I didn't even know. I've never changed a diaper. I've never, I, none of it. I didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like before we took Jude home in the hospital, getting him dressed was probably the hardest thing I did more than birthing. So it, it was a huge learning curve. But the the classes, so the birthing classes really, really helped me and Nemo because, you know, we took it together, which was a great bonding experience and we had a blast in them. And it was like the last fun, not not last fun thing we've ever done, but it was like a, a really fun like parent parent prep. It was it was a cute time for us. So um we took the class and you know we did use the the breathing techniques the whole time and I think it just really especially if you take it with your partner, it kind of like puts them in in perspective of what's about to happen and like how to kind of guide you in a proper peaceful way because you don't want somebody else freaking out so when my contractions were getting really really bad you know Nima would sit there and be like okay let's breathe like one two three you know like keep me if I started breathing too fast he would be able to calm me down and you know but that we learned in the class if not we would be going rogue and he would be like hello hello she needs medicine or something so birthing class with husband or partner a plus idea because yeah you're gonna have to breathe your way through it if you don't decide to get an epidural then you're definitely gonna have to learn to breathe through it so yeah yeah at first we thought it was total bullshit and I think I think in LA they went a little hippier than um the birthing experience was for us um because they were even you know giving us homework to go home and you know pick a song and do a birth plan and you know I always had like a a general like I'm just gonna go into labor and then give birth I didn't do the whole intense um I would say in the birthing and medical situations, I'm very low maintenance because I don't like to be told how to do my job and I don't think nurses and doctors like to be told how to do their job. And I know that we're all on the same team and just trying to get this baby out. So I'm really not trying to be like, oh, I want like faux candles in the corner and listening to Yanni. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask for that. So if you do, go for it. Just make your husband do it. Um, so we, you know, didn't have a general birth plan. I know I was researching the whole time when we were pregnant and that was one thing that just kept coming up and I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. I think I'm just really aware of who I am and I'm, I'm not that mom. I wasn't that mom from the beginning. Um, even before I was, uh, with, with Jude. So, um, yeah, so we didn't do the birth plan and we just, thank God we didn't because then I would be really pissed the fact that we had to be induced because I fought it and I didn't even have a birth plan. So, so with that, I think, I think 
the whole moral of the story is induced or not, birth normally doesn't go as planned. There's no way of planning something like that because there's so many factors. So I guess you enter the whole experience just being like, okay, we're going to have whatever's coming at us. And at the end, we're going to have a baby, hopefully. So, you know, um, it's just kind of one of those things that you have to look at the big picture and hope for the best. So, yeah, we did the induction and I thought it was going to be super terrible. And for some people, it totally is. I was super lucky and didn't. Maybe it's because I was totally ignorant on the whole situation because it was not my my first choice um but I'm really glad it happened and I had another friend that got a c-section and I never hear people happy they got c-sections if really I, I never hear it so this one friend of mine was super happy she was like I her baby was um jackknifed so she needed to get a c-section and she was telling me before I gave birth she was like oh it was the best thing ever because I made an appointment I went in had the baby and then you know you knew what you were getting into and I feel like being induced is kind of the same thing because it's like I checked in to the hospital without being in heavy labor so it was like a very um calming and it was like we're just going to do this procedure but you don't know when it's going to happen because your body's still kind of going to do it but like we're going to wait until it does it and we're just going to pump you with meds until until it does do it so um yeah it was super easy and then so we did the the whole induction and Jude wasn't even that large so they they said that that was the reason they wanted us to have the induction and he came out and he was seven pounds, 11 ounces. So again, I think they just do it because they want it on their schedule, but jokes on them because you can't really schedule birth. <laughs> so, um, unless it's a C-section, then you can. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, that, that was my whole birthing story and you know, it was, as you expect, hard, beautiful, and slightly painful all at the same time. It was a lot bloodier than I expected, but it was, um, yeah, it was beautiful. So I would love to obviously hear any of your birthing stories and, you know, what you went through and if you were one of the lucky ones that could just do it on your own, which I'm like secretly jealous of. I wish I just did it on my own, but induction was the way that we went and it worked out fine. We have a baby. So that one day it's, it's not anything to, to hang up on. Uh, so like I said, in past episodes, we're still doing the whole season. We're doing the share your journey so you can call or text anonymously into our land uh, our line I have a separate phone number you're not going to be texting me um 
we have an in between naps podcast phone number and so the end of the season I'll put all of the submissions together so we can have one episode of everyone just sharing their story of anything to do with motherhood so how you got pregnant your journey to get pregnant your pregnancy your birth your induction if you got induced um Or any of your motherhood stories after. You know, I think once you get into motherhood, it's a whole another world. Um, Motherhood is much harder to me than being pregnant or giving birth, really. So, you know, there's a whole whole slew of things. Uh, So get a pen and paper. Write this down. 310-853-2591. And like I said, at the end of the season, I'll put it all together and we can all hear everybody's story and be like a kumbaya sharing moment, which would be really, really fun because I think motherhood is like this secret society that we're all a part of and we should all share our stories openly. And if you're not wanting to share every story openly, at least you can share it anonymously here. So yeah. I look forward to hearing it and I hope you like this episode. Reach out to me directly if you have any other questions about my induction process. Maybe there wasn't, there's something that you're, you know, worried about or thinking of or anything like that. And I'm always here. Um, So yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day and yeah, talk soon. Adios.